Hi, and welcome back to the Never Manage Alone podcast. I'm joined once more by our resident um, Champions League fantasy expert, MIQ. Thanks for joining me, MIQ, again. Hello, Paul. Thank you for hosting again. And... Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Um, yeah, it's been a real good um, series so far with the Champions League. We've, we've taken a look at the, at the platform itself, some kind of tips and tricks about how to navigate and manage our way through that in tournament football um, and the differences between fantasy football. Uh, we've also had a look at um, the round of 16 uh, match day seven um, teams that are playing against each other. Some real kind of um, big fixtures there with European giants playing each other. And, you know, in some other games there where we think it might be easier for certain teams. Um, so the purpose of this episode really is to kind of now do our player picks of all of that you know, having been said and done. So um, we'll get straight into it, um, MIQ. I know we're obviously going to look at balancing, you know, players at the best value, points potential, and, you know, similar to the last episode where we're looking at the teams that also progress because, you know, we, this is tournament football, so we have to keep that in mind. So, um, yeah, let, let's make a start then. So in terms of goalkeepers, um, what are your thoughts there? Any kind of obvious candidates or... Outside choices, what's your approach? Well, for goalkeepers, uh, I have uh, I have one choice that is an obvious choice, which is Juventus goalkeeper Chesney. I doubt that uh, Buffon will be played in the first leg, but it is always uh, an option for Perlo to play Buffon. However, I believe Chesney is the first choice. Uh, I have noticed that whenever Buffon is going to play, uh, he will be joining the pre-match conference. So it is always good to check on those things. Uh, other uh, goalkeeper uh, suggestions are Bono from Sevilla, since we understand that Dortmund are not doing well recently, uh, as well as uh, Neuer's, uh, Bayern Munich's uh, goalkeeper, Manuel Neuer. Yeah, sounds good. I think, um, yeah, Chesney's kind of priced, you know, reasonably enough. It was 5.5 million in, in the game. Um, you have, you know, there are cheaper options there, but also you have Edison, um, Neuer, who are at the premium price point. So I think Chesney's definitely a good balance for this one. And like you say, it's fixture based as well. Um, you're definitely going to back Juventus to go through. Porto, you know, they should have a bit of success. He might have some, you know, might make the odd save, but he has probably good clean sheet potential as well, especially with that defence there. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's um, good. And you mentioned a couple of other names there. So, um, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Um, and now moving on to defenders. So, you know, there's obviously more positions here. Um, you know, we're looking at clean sheets. We're looking at attacking defenders. We're looking at probably fullbacks as well and, and scoring potential. So, what are your overall thoughts and defenders? You know, premium picks. Um, you, you're going to have to have cheaper options. Probably the odd outside option too. Yes, uh, for for defenders, it is uh, pretty tricky. If you're looking only at the clean sheet, it is either uh, Juventus or uh, Sevilla's uh, defenders. But if we are talking about attacking defenders, we have uh, many of those. So one of the Cheapest options are uh, from Atalanta, Leipzig, 
like uh, Gosens, we have from Atalanta. We have Hatibur from Atalanta as well the, on the right side. From uh, Leipzig, we have Mukiyili on the right side and Angelino, who's done, who scored four goals in the group stage. Uh, PSG's defenders are not really attacking defenders. They may have an assist or two, but they haven't been scoring goals regularly. Barcelona, on the other hand, uh, if Alba is, if you predict Alba is going to play, then he's a very good assisting machine. Um, Dortmund have been also assisting if they score. Whenever they score, the assist is mostly coming from a left back or a right back. So you have Guerrero uh, and uh, Munir, I believe, is in, still injured. So whoever his replacement uh, is uh, going to be a good budget pick. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's good to have um, you know if you have those players you know in those positions that are out. Um, yeah, it's good to look at their replacement, how much they cost, and they're just a great enabler as well. You know, you do need that cheaper option, don't you? Just so you can, you know, as we move forward and look at the big hitters, um, you know, you have to save money somewhere. So, um, yeah, I think it's good to balance that off as well. And even if it's just bench fodder, getting someone that plays, um, that would be an ideal candidate. Um, you mentioned a double up there from Juventus as well. You know, that could, that could kind of pay off. Um and yeah, you know, you want to stack up still on the players that you think are going to go through, but it'd be good to get some points in, in the bag because you still get, you know, a couple of transfers as things go on. So, um, yeah, so a few good points. And then um, and then midfielders. So um, what are your thoughts here? Um, you know, plenty of options to choose from. Um, I guess like in any fantasy platform, you're going to look at the ones that are higher scoring, you know, your creative players. Um you know, most of these players kind of are equivalent to like FPL. So people like Salah are midfielders as well in the game, you know, priced really high. Um, are you going to go kind of midpoint for midfielders or is there anyone that's kind of standing out, even like a top asset that you feel like I have to have in my team? Are you there, MIQ? I think you're on mute. <laughs> Midfielder. Am I still on mute? No, you're off mute now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can, we can hear you, yeah. Okay, so I was talking about the uh, midfielder that I must have. Yep. Uh, I believe the, the midfielder I must have is uh, one of Byron's uh, midfielders. Mm -hmm. uh, probably Goretzka. Uh, just for his ball recovery rate, and for his creativity also going in front. Okay. And how do you compare uh, that, yeah. They've also got Komen as well, haven't they? So he's he's a bit more expensive to Goretzka. Goretzka is currently 7.6 million, so he looks pretty good value. Yes, yes, it is. Also Real Madrid and uh, Atalanta's new face, Pessina, is also a very good budget option at the moment because he's replacing uh, the departed Alejandro Gomez. So Pessina has been scoring goals since he started to play as a starter mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, I love a budget and differential pick as well. So <laughs> they definitely tick the, the box there. And who are you feeling thinking from Real Madrid? I mean, you have Casemiro, who's probably done the best so far, but you know he's not 
a little bit surprised. And I guess Tony Kroos and Modric kind of close behind. Casemiro is definitely the cheapest option in terms of value. I mean, Hazard is the most expensive asset in midfield, but hasn't really done well. So, I mean, who would you pick from Real Madrid? Uh, from the midfield, I wouldn't actually pick anyone from Real Madrid because okay. Casemiro is, uh, is, is not a player that would go forward mm-hmm. unless the team is losing. And this is when he has done well, actually. When they were losing to Borussia Mönchen, mm-hmm. uh, he was the one who assisted and then scored the, six, the second goal. So other than that, he hasn't been going forward. Mm-hmm. So depending on ball recovery is not really a good plan. And Real Madrid actually depend on the there's three strikers, three attackers. So the midfield is not really a good uh, place to look for players in Real Madrid. Yeah, sure. And um, what about some of the other big hitters out there, teams that were back in? I mean... Would you? We mentioned Gundogan for Man City previously. So, would you? Would you take a punt on him in the Champions League? Yes, Gundogan is definitely going to be in my roster in the Champions League since I've been missing him in my uh, FPL. I have been playing Foden actually, so Gundogan has been doing much better. Even though Foden has been playing a lot, but Gundogan is the one to go for. Yeah, definitely, um, and. So we've covered a lot of those big teams as well. I mean, PSG, I know they've got Barcelona to play, but you know, Neymar's out as well. So is there anyone there in the midfield position that you're looking at? Um, you know, maybe Danilo? Uh, if Lazio is going to do anything, it is going to be by Milinkovic Savage. Mm-hmm. He, he's a player. He, I, don't, I think he's quite more expensive than he should be. So it might not be a good option to take him. But if somebody predicts Lazio is going to do something, then this is the player to go for in the midfield. Mm -hmm. Sure. And that sounds good. And then what about Chelsea? So they look like they're going to, you know, they have such a hard fixture. But are you looking at any Chelsea players? Is there anyone for good value? Because they have a big squad. But, um, you know, even like budget option maybe, or would you maybe focus more on Atletico Madrid players? I mean, um, I quite look, like the look of that Lorente who plays for Atletico Madrid. I mean, he's 6.5 million. He seems reasonably priced. He's, I've seen him against English teams before and he's done well. Um, so would you like someone like that in your team? Yes, uh, Lorente actually has been doing recently very well uh, in the team. And uh, I think we haven't mentioned this before, but uh, I believe four of Atletico Madrid players are still positive for COVID. One of them is uh, Joao Felix, their star player. So yep. Laurenti's uh, availability in the team is going to be important and everybody is going to depend on him if Felix does not make the game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really good point. Um, it's not just about... You know, which player to go for. It's about who are they missing, who's going to get the most minutes, who's going to start. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, so then, you know, not last but not least, um, forwards. So strikers, this is where it gets, you know, this is where we have some of the real big hitters in the game, isn't it, really? I mean, um, you know, you've got Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Haaland, all these big names. We know Neymar's out at the moment. Um, but... Uh, I mean, we've got Mbappe as well for PSG. Sorry, I nearly forgot about him. So, um, 
are you going to go up with three attackers in your in this match day coming up, or are you going to stick to two? What's your kind of plan? Well, I think as a, in in the UCL platform, you are not restricted to how many attackers. So I'm going to have three in my in my squad, but I'm not sure if I'm going to play three. I'm going to avoid playing Bappe and Messi but, uh, until I know who's going to qualify, most probably. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to buy either of them. Okay. To, to avoid having uh, funds at a notch uh, with no potential of return. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to focus on attackers that I believe the return is more, uh, has more potential, like uh, Lewandowski, for example, and uh, probably Benzema or Zapata. Okay. So I'm, yeah. And what about, uh, how, how do you feel about Ronaldo? Obviously, another huge, you know, one of the premium picks up there. Yes, he is. But Ronaldo against a team that is going to close down is not one of my favorite players. Okay. So, like Mbappe and Messi, I'm going to wait them out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So, no, no Messi, Mbappe, or Ronaldo. We know Neymar's out. So Lewandowski looks like the best pick, really, for me. Um, Benzema also, you know, good, solid pick, a bit cheaper than some of those premium options. So who do you think is going to be your third um, attacker, your third forward? It, it could be one from Chelsea or Luis Suarez. I, I still need to get my head around those two games, Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid. And Real Madrid versus Atalanta. So, those been doing Chelsea, they have been scoring goals when they get the chance, as well as Lewis. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sorry, you were just cutting in and out there, but that's fine. Um, so, I mean, finally now, so I think we've covered a lot of really good picks there. We, you know, we've covered the big hitters, um, some big calls there on, on Messi, uh, Ronaldo, but, you know, we've spoken before, you know, a few times about, you know, getting the right players um, for the right teams, most importantly, who's going to qualify because we don't want to keep using transfers up unnecessarily. We want to make transfers to be big hitters. So it looks like we're back in Bayern Munich assets. You know, we have the odds. Um, Real Madrid asset in there, uh, maybe Chelsea as well. And, and then obviously Gundogan looks like great value from a Man City point of view. And I'm really keen on Lorente as well for Atletico. So um, who are you going to captain? Are you going to go someone like Lewandowski or maybe Goretzka? Well, uh, we're going to need to look at this day by day. So from the first day, it is probably going to be one of Liverpool players or Angelino from Leipzig. So I'm thinking either Leipzig, uh, uh, sorry, Angelino, Leipzig's left back, or uh, Sadio Mane from Liverpool. These are the two players that I think about captaining from the first day. Sure, sounds good, yeah. Um, Yeah, Mane and Salah, you know, huge price points as well for the midfield. I mean, they're over... Uh, 11 million. Um, Mane looks slightly maybe uh, cheaper. And um, yeah, it's hard to tell really. It's a shame Josh is out because he's that 7.9 million option. But uh, yeah, they definitely 
we know what Liverpool are like, even with their bad form, they're still going to do a lot of damage. So um, it'd be interesting to see if it's going to be Mane or Salah. It's always a difficult pick, isn't it? Mane, uh, Salah's been doing better in the league, but, um, you know, Mane could be the player that pops up in the Champions League and it's the difference. So I'd probably, I'd probably lean towards Mane, just have a gut feeling. But, um, yeah, some great suggestions there. Um, yeah, I think Salah's job is going to be difficult with uh, Angelino on his yeah. tail all the match. Yeah, definitely. Great. Well, that's some really good picks. It's certainly given me something to think about and um, some real good advice for me to um, put into my team, for sure. Um, you know, quite a few players there. I completely agree with your picks there. So um, any other thoughts or suggestions or, or anything or outside picks? Uh, we could talk about the captains from the other days. So mm -hmm. if, if the captain from the first day fails, then you need to have someone else from each day. Okay. to pick as a captain. So from Tuesday matches, uh, I, I believe Laurenti is a good option. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, um, probably one of Chelsea's attackers that we expect to play. And most probably that is going to be Abraham. However, Hakim, if uh, Tashil is going to trust Hakim to play, then I think he's one of the best options for a captain in the second day. Yeah, he checked... Um... 8.9 million um, midfielder, you know, looks good, good value. I mean, Abraham, 8.4 million, he's a, he's a relatively priced, cheap forward. Um, what about someone like Olivier Giroud? I mean, 7.5 million, um, it's hard to know who's going to play. Like you say, it's hard to know who's going to play in this Chelsea team with the new manager and everything. But Giroud could be one of those players that doesn't, isn't always consistent, but he could get a big haul in a game. Yes, but those are very difficult to predict. So yeah. I'm not sure if, if you, you, you can play him probably if his price is right for your team. But I don't think anybody would, anybody would put him as a captain. No, not as a captain, no. Well, I might as a real outside choice if I get desperate and I need to move up the league. But, um, you know, we've seen him, what was it, scored four goals before. I mean, probably not going to happen again <laughs> at this level and at this stage. But, um, yeah, maybe that's... Maybe, maybe it's that that's doing it for me. <laughs> Probably, yes. It was, it was a shock. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. So, um, you know, it's really great to, to chat to you about that and get your expertise and, and view on that. And, um, yeah, um, in addition to that, you know, we have the article that you've posted in, in, on nevermanageralone.com. So, again, I urge everyone listening to go and check that out. It has really great advice. It has to guide... Um, risk of rotation, so really in-depth analysis there, um, the coronavirus factor and quarantine and, you know, how it's affecting teams and clubs and, um, yeah, and just looking at some player picks and, you know, and the injuries and who's going to step in as well. So, um, yeah, we have, a, um, we have a lot to go through in there. So that's a really good uh, follow-up and homework for everyone looking to do well in, in this round of the Champions League. So, um, yeah. MIQ, you know, thanks so much for all your um, insight in this series and, uh, you know, hopefully see you again soon. Thank you, Paul. And I just want to remind everyone also to check on the article released by our colleague uh, Prakar Petal for the player picks on Monday. And uh, if you're hearing this at the right time, our uh, live chat article might be out. So, uh, please go there, start chatting with us and let's give each other advice.
Yeah, definitely. That's what it's all about. You know, community, you know, the fantasy community. Uh, join us in the uh, comments section of the articles always. You'll always get the contributors in there um, and other community members. There's a lot of good news and information posted in there as well. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. And uh, thanks, MIQ. See you next time. Thank you, Paul, and see you next time. Bye now. Bye for now. Bye.